Jesus Christ. Pray Amen. with me. Pray with me that this year, by the grace of God, there shall be no evil occurrences in your life. Can we pray? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, together as a family, we call upon your gracious name to sustain and uphold our life for this year. We declare and decree that there shall be no evil occurrences. This is our desire. This is our expectation. This is our drive. This is our call. This is our cry. And we say in the name of Jesus Christ that everything within our life shall be a blessing. There shall be no evil occurrences. Whether we walk in shadows, whether we walk in the daylight, whether we walk in rain, whether we walk in sunshine, whether we walk in the moonlight, in the night season, whatever period it may be, we shall not have any evil occurrences. Let everything fall for us right in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever we go, Almighty God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare and decree that let everything fall for us right in Jesus' precious name. We speak this as a blessing into our life, into our family. Let our loved ones across board, those in Africa, those in America, those in Asia, those in Europe, those here in the United Kingdom, those in any part of Australia, and any part of the world, we declare and decree that there shall be no evil occurrences. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we proclaim the peace of God. We proclaim the performance of the Spirit of God. We proclaim and declare, declare by the message of God that the hand of God shall perform whatever concerns our life and anything that will keep us going by His grace in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. May the name of the Lord be glorified. May His purposes be established in our life. We seek to see for peace around our life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The next prayer point that we're going to pray is that Father, give me rest on every side. Rest on every side. Father, give me rest on every side. In the name of Jesus, give me rest on every side. Take the battles and Lord, you give me rest on every side. I'm going to sleep. So you take over the affairs of my life and everything concerning my family and give me rest on every side. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, shadows, kasande, ibrates, vokaraboska, bande, abrasados, Vankera bosandaya brekalos, vrapolo sondaya le krates, bishondaya zikabos kaba, lepratolo broska pania. We prophesy in the name of Jesus. We seek for rest. We speak rest into our lives. We speak rest into our home. We speak rest in our businesses. We speak rest everything about our life. All the struggles, oh Lord, give us rest on every side. Give us rest on every side. Let every form of battle be taken over by your spirit and your angels but to us oh god give us rest on every side and bring us victory may we walk in victory without struggle any longer in the name of jesus in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god and now i stand with you in the mighty name of jesus declaring the blessings of god upon your life the blessings of god upon your home the blessings of god upon your finances the blessings of god upon the peace of mind the blessings of god upon the work of your hands the blessings of god in your neighborhood the blessings of god on your friends and families the blessings of god upon anyone that seeks you your welfare in the mighty name of jesus christ may the blessings of god come upon you unendingly in the name of jesus may the blessings order your steps. May the blessings put you at the right place at the right time. May the blessings protect you from harm's way. May the blessings order your steps into the glory of the Lord. May the blessings of God order your steps into the place of peace. May the blessings of God make you richer and richer in the name of Jesus Christ in health, in financial freedom, in any advantage and opportunity. I speak this 
blessings upon you today in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that any part of your body that is not well, any ailment going on within your body, I speak healing for you. I speak deliverance for you. I speak healing for you in the name of Jesus. Be healed now. Be healed now. Be healed now. I bind every foul spirit, familiar powers that is waging war against your health. In the name of Jesus, let them all be bound. In the mighty name of Jesus, let them all be bound. Receive freedom to excel. Receive the joy of the Lord to excel. Receive the peace of God to prosper in good health and in vitality. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, may the joy of the Lord make you profitable and prosperous in all that you do to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. From today, triumph in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our Jesus is highly and lifted up, and we celebrate him forever and ever. Amen. 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 Once again, I want to welcome you to Emmanuel Christian Assembly. I'm your humble servant, McCarthy. I'm here to come and serve you the word of the Lord. And I want to encourage you that if there is somebody that needs to connect and needs to hear what is going to happen today, please invite them now. <clears throat> by the grace of God. We're going to be talking about some delicate subjects because this year we have made up our mind that we want to be blessed on every side. That is the Amen. abundant life. That is what we desire to live. And all these things can happen when we have already done our homework well so that when the blessings begins to come in millions, in billions, in trillions, in all facets of life, in good health, in vitality, in great marriages, in opportunities, in breakthroughs, whatever way that the blessings will come, by the grace of God, you and I will be benefactors of those blessings because we have our hands prepared to receive them. Hallelujah. So please invite your friends and families and those that you believe that these blessings can be uh, good for them, tell them to come. I believe that there are thousands and millions of people who need these kind of words. So please, we are not limited by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So please tell them to come in their numbers and they shall be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you once again. Hallelujah. Today is a good amen. news. Hallelujah. It's a good day today. Amen. It is a good day. I love today. Today is the 14th of January, 2024. Hallelujah. And it's one of the angels' birthday today. And we shall be <laughs> we shall be celebrating that very soon. Hallelujah. I was hinted. You know, one of the things that please keep praying for me, okay? One of the things that I don't do well is remembering people's birthday. I, I even forget my own. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I, I, I last forgot my own. It was the kids that reminded me. And I said, hey, so it's going to be my birthday. <laughs> I totally, so please, if I, I, if I if omit your birthday, it's not a deliberate act. It is actually an oversight. I pray that it doesn't happen very often anymore by God's grace. <laughs> but today I got, I got the whispers of the Spirit saying that today is one of our wonderful mother's birthday. Amen. Amen. And we shall be celebrating Amen. that. Amen. Hallelujah. But let's go into the business of the day. The business of the day. I think there is an echo and I hope that I can be able to resolve it quickly and, and to be able to make sure that it does not have any chance on our lives, uh, disturbing our peace or whatever. Uh, Amen. We have been dealing with the topic about the laws of the kingdom. The laws of the kingdom. Some of the laws that Jesus Christ came to established or came to reveal to the body of Christ to help us to understand the necessity of us following those kingdom principles or laws that can help us achieve maximum blessings and breakthroughs from the kingdom perspective. Because every child of God, we are supposed to prosper. That's, that's the bottom line of every Christian. You are supposed to prosper. That's the line. That's the bottom line. That's the least a Christian can do. That's prospering. That's the least. If I can't do anything for the kingdom, one thing for sure that must happen to me is that I prosper. 
That's what the Bible says. And so uh, for us to walk in the place of prosperity and to be able to experience the glory of the kingdom, we need to know the laws that governs this kingdom so that we can apply our hearts to wisdom and manage ourselves well in, presence, in the presence of the Father. If not, we will lose grounds and opportunities that can benefit us as kingdom citizens. Hallelujah. As kingdom citizens, by the grace of God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But before we go into it, I want to pray for somebody. You have been having series of attacks at home. And, and, and the place where you are, it, it has been, it was initiated by people who had some kind of evil activities going on with them, with their lives. There were people who visited soothsayers. There were people who had other spirits working with them. And so wherever they lived, and whilst you are living there now, it has become a constant battle. You have been wondering why you've been praying for long, and yet these things don't give way, and it's actually affecting your health physically. Sometimes breathing becomes very difficult. Hallelujah. And, and in your sleep, your sleep becomes very challenging because the time of your sleep, at the moment where you are falling asleep, those were the times that usually they start operating or to reinforce their activities in those times when they used to live there. They are no longer there. They are no longer there. But the Spirit keeps on visiting the place to exact wickedness against anyone that is living there. And so, unfortunately, you are found there now. But I'm stretching my hands to you now to visit your home in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That from today, any evil occurrences that is happening in your house, that disturbs the peace in the house, disturbs the health of the children, the help of your life, and anyone that's connected to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I seize that operation. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release the fire of God to burn out every foul and every familiar spirit. Any visitation that is not of God, I come against that spirit now and forever. Receive your freedom to enjoy your sleep. In the mighty name of Jesus, wake up refreshed by the power of Jesus' name. From today, any attempt on your health and any attempt of visitation in the house that is not permitted by God, I forbid it. In in the name of Jesus Christ, receive peace to excel and to enjoy your home. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you even feel a bit dizzy and you don't know what's going on. You haven't done anything that should uh, command you being dizzy and yet it is happening. It's all part of those activities. I just saw it. The Spirit of God just revealed to me. And I thought that I don't want to wait till we preach the word before we bring it up. Hallelujah. We have to pray it out now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let a breeze of heaven pass through your house. Sweep away every rubbish and every chaff, every residue of evil activities that was visited that place years ago. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. From today, the place is for Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, and you who resides there that is connected with us today on this platform. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. So today, we, let's go into the word of God. So last week, by the grace of God, we opened the service unto the laws of the kingdom. That is the introduction. And we found ourselves in the place of Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus Christ was talking with the disciples, starting his ministry, and he decided to lay down some rules and regulations of the kingdom. His purpose of coming on earth here was to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth here for us to see how the kingdom operates. So even we will get to the place of prayer and know how the kingdom prayer works. And he taught us so many things. And one of the things that he began to deal with was the introduction of the blessedness of the things that the kingdom citizens are supposed to attain. We call it the beatitudes. Hallelujah. Other people call beatitudes or, or blessed are those. But for me, I call it the blessedness because it is the moment of showing how the kingdom citizens are supposed to walk in the place of blessings. In as much as men may make life difficult for us, the kingdom wants you and I to walk in blessings. 
And so he spoke about those things, that the sermon on the mountain, and we will deal with that, but not now. But when he kept on doing that, one of the major things that he got to, that is verse, verse 17 coming down, he began to lay down some of the laws of the kingdom of heaven so that the hearers of the people will begin to understand the principles that operate in heaven. So that if you want to access the things of heaven, you know what governs heaven, how the laws are governing the heaven's activities. Hallelujah. And so every child of God is a must that we know that these activities are supposed to be carried out by children of God. Hallelujah. It is not because it's fun to learn or to know. No, it's of a great necessity. Because if you don't know the principles of the kingdom, you can never attain anything from the kingdom. And many people have alluded themselves or called themselves a kingdom citizens, and yet there is nothing to show forth as kingdom children. That is why today he has sent me to help me, help us to understand some of the laws that governs the kingdom. There are 14 of them that he established. We, we spoke last week about the two kinds of laws that has been established. That is the old covenant and the new covenant. And both of them put together uh, made a, a proper headway of the, of the mindset of God concerning his people. And God set all those rules and regulations to help us to know that we need to obey by some rules or some guidelines of the spirit. That is the principles of the kingdom. We need to move by some guidelines of it. And so he gave the children of Israel who were the elect of God himself some laws. And there were about 613 of them as we spoke yes, uh, last week. And then uh, he gave us also through Jesus Christ some 14 of these laws. So the children of God, we, me and you, we, we are open to every possibility of being prosperous in the kingdom because there are laws that we can follow or we can go by so that we don't make mistakes, we don't make errors, or we don't deny ourselves the benefit of the kingdom. So last week we brought the introduction. And from Romans uh, chapter 10, we came to find out that the law actually was Christ. Hallelujah. We found out that the law was to bring us salvation. And the salvation was the place of knowledge. Having, having understanding of what the laws means and how it operates and everything. And at the end of everything, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the end of the law. <laughs> Hallelujah. So literally, if you understand who Jesus is, you have the right to access the kingdom. So we began dealing with those things concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. And the second thing, the second law that he spoke about was the law concerning murder in the kingdom. If you are a child of God, and I being a child of God, one of the things that we have to guard ourselves against is being able to waste somebody's life. I will explain. I will explain. The Bible says that God made man in his image. And in the image of the Father, he made every creation or every man in this, uh, in this life. Which means that every day that we see a child born or somebody comes into this life, he has been fashioned in the image of God. No man can produce a child by their own strength except that God gives them the ability to do so. So if a man and a woman meet together, it is by the strength of the Father that is bringing out the, the dynamics of whatever union they will have as the child comes into existence face-to-face uh, -face of men. Hallelujah. And so it is important that we realize that there is no life on earth here that belongs to anybody as their personal property. I'll say it again, just in case you didn't hear me, or some, maybe somebody was disturbing your peace. I'm saying that there is no single human being on earth here that one can say that this one belongs to me. It's my personal property, including you yourself. But every one of us, we are gifts of the kingdom. Every single human being is a gift to the kingdom of God. And therefore, Amen. nobody has the right to take your life away from you 
or to frustrate your life or to make it harder than it should be. But rather, it is only the Father in heaven who has the right to take life and to give it back to you. So the kingdom law says that no one, one of the first laws that Jesus Christ will put down is this, that nobody should take anybody's life. The moment you do that, you have committed murder. And we know how murder is treated in our local society of human existence. You know how the laws, the laws in England, the laws in America, the laws in Africa, the laws across the Middle East, the laws everywhere. If you take somebody's life, you know the kind of punishment that is there. This is their human understanding. But when it comes to the spiritual perspective, it is also prevalent in the sight of the Lord that every life is valuable in the sight of God. Every single life. Whether we know it or not, whether we understand it or not, whether we have a clue about it or not, the law says that every single life matters to him. Hey, this is very, very important. If every life matters to the father, then what is murder? What is murder? Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 21, coming down. And that's law number one. Say, so ye have heard that it was said by them of old time. Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. 22, but I say to you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And, was, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. I didn't say this. This is the statement of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That whomever that has the might or the strength to think that they carry some capacity to take somebody's life, says that you are opening yourself to the place of divine judgment. And anyone that commits that such atrocity or such situation, remember that there is a day of judgment waiting for you to give an account for your actions. <coughs> and now, Jesus is opening our sight to this fact to help us to understand that life that has come to us is a blessing to mankind for the purpose of the kingdom. And for that matter, nobody should take that life away from you. This gives me a bit of prayer point here. Let me pray about it for a moment. That anyone that has spiritually or psychologically, emotionally decided to take your life away from you. I speak by the word of the Lord from this scripture. In the name of Jesus Christ that made the judgment of the Lord reach out unto such a fellow, unto such person. Whether they are doing it spiritually, whether they are doing it physically to take your life away from you. Or to make your life difficult or harder than it should be. Today may the judgment of God. Speak for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, number one, life given to man is a gift from God for the purpose of the kingdom and to support humanity on earth here. So nobody has the right to take your life away from you. No one, no government, no leader, no person. But we have seen it happening in our day and, day and every life. Hallelujah. And the word of the Lord says that this is a law that has been established. Why the law? Why is it a law? It is a law because it is part of the activities of the kingdom of heaven that allow somebody or a person to actually express the grace that is deposited in them towards the activities of the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, if such life is denied of that ability to use the life that they carry, to benefit the kingdom, you have deprived the kingdom of God. 
So he that kills you physically, he that kills you emotionally, he that kills you psychologically, he that kills your life away from you, he has actually deprived or denied the benefit of the kingdom. And so the Bible says that that law will be held up by God himself. And the Bible used the statement, even hellfire awaits for such a person. Amen. It's a dangerous statement that Jesus is making here, people of God. Let's look at it carefully. This life that Jesus says that we have by the doings of the Father, he says that it, it is connected to a law. And this law, there's a two demands on this life, this single life that I have, this one small life we, we all have. There's a two demands of it. One, there's a demand of the spirit of life. And there's the demand for the spirit of sin and death. Place on this single life. And whichever way you turn, it can strike or it can work for you. And so the law says that it is always expedient to make sure that the life, the spirit, the law of the spirit of life is what we gravitate towards. Because that is what gives us access to the kingdom of heaven and also become profitable to the kingdom of heaven. But if we don't do that and switch to the other side, which is the law of sin and death, the law of sin and death will take the life away from the law of spirit and life. And then you will yield to the deeds of the sin and death and you will not be of any benefit to the kingdom and when you deprive the kingdom from the blessings that it should give to the kingdom then the judgment of God begins to raise up so people of God Jesus is saying that we should be careful about the law concerning murder but one thing that he said that is so striking is this that this law does not only rest on those who physically take your life away. No. But verse, 20, verse 22 will say it. Verse 22, let's read 22. Say, but I say unto you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause, that is emotional murder. Anger. Someone who chooses deliberately to be angry with you so that they can use that moment to manipulate your life and make your life miserable as if that you don't count for anything. The Lord says that he has actually killed you. That is, some, when I read it, I said, Lord, have mercy on us. How many times I've been upset with some people that without a cause. Hey. <laughs> and I wonder whether you are listening to me today, that you have actually gone to that extent of making sure that you are angry with a brother without a cause. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, it says, Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. So never try to avenge yourself. Never try to come there. Yeah, it's my turn. Hey, me and our cousin, I'm going to kill you too. I will show you where the power lies. Please, 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 please. The word of the Lord says that leave that one for God. For vengeance is the Lord's. And he will repay. The Lord knows how to avenge for his people. That is why we have to develop an attitude and behavior called let God take his course. I will give it to God. Hallelujah. I will let God have his way. Amen. It is not fair. Yes, I have to speak up. But listen, I prefer to be in on my knees speaking it up before God than to be in front of the brother holding a knife in my hands, threatening him to also stab him to make him feel the strength of my abilities. People of God, the Bible says that he can avenge for us, okay? Amen. So Exodus chapter 21 verse 12 says that whoever strikes a man so that the man is dead. Say that same person, put the person to death also. So when, when in the olden days, one of the 613 uh, laws, when he was given in Exodus chapter 20 verse 13, he says that you shall not murder. He said don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody physically. Don't pick up a knife or a, a weapon or something to kill anyone physically. Leave them alone. Let God have his way. Amen. 
First John chapter 4, uh, I think chapter 3, verse 15, chapter 3. First John chapter 3, verse 15. The Bible says, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Ouch. 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 Oh, anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. That's what the Bible, please read it. First John chapter 3, verse 15. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And the Bible says that you know that every murder or every murderer has got no eternal life in them. Hallelujah. People of God, the law of the spirit of life is working in us. And we have to always allow that law to permeate and work well in us to benefit the kingdom of God. Because if we do that, the glory of God is manifested. If we do that, we see the manifestation of the power of God. If a child receives healing or deliverance, we know for sure that it has come because God wants to express his glory or his love towards us. But when a man decides that he doesn't want to see you prospering, he, wasn't, he doesn't want to see you advancing, he doesn't want to see you making any ends meet, but rather want to assassinate you, the Bible says that God does not take that for granted. Whether it's a spiritual law, whether it's a physical law, whether it's an emotional activity that is operating to make life difficult, Jesus said that every one of them, you have an account to give. Amen. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, Anyone that is angry with his brother without a cause. One of the days I was chatting with one of my sisters and I, I, I felt that the sister has done something wrong to somebody. So I questioned her that, do you know a name called this person? And I, the person said, yes, I do. And I said, the person is a tailor, a seamstress. He said, yes, I do. I do. I said, can you call the person and say that, uh, and have a conversation in the place of telling the person that you have missed the person? I didn't know that there had been a fight a couple of years back. But for me, I was chatting with the person and then that came to mind for me to say, I said, please, do you know this person? The person said, yeah. So how did you know that I knew the person? I said, well, don't you, it's getting to Christmas. Why don't you pick up a phone? Call the person on phone this morning now after I finish with you and tell the person that you, you have missed her. And so you are saying this to, to let her know that you are still on her mind. Oh, you know, she did it to me and the way she treated me wasn't nice. And I didn't know that they had fought I didn't know that they have, they had, there had been some problem, but I saw the name, I saw uh, what she, the person does, and I asked the person about the name, and she confirmed it, and she was still insisting that she wouldn't go and make amends. Because the, the, the seamstress didn't sew her things in time. And when she went there to go and pick it up, and it became a fight and all kinds of stuff. And I said, listen, it's, it's gone. God wants to do something with you now. Please, can you do that for me? Just do it. Not for anything's sake, but for my sake. Just go there and help me. Do, just make amends with her. And it was tough. So I left it. I didn't want to push it. I left it. People of God. The Lord does not expect us to hold grudges against another, a brother, a sister for long. The Bible says that be angry, but never sin. And do not let the sun go down on your, on your anger. And never give the devil a chance. Never give the devil a chance. No one is perfect. Every day something else can happen. I remember somebody did so much, so much damage to me, uh, physically, uh, a character assassination, a very huge one. And then I chose to let go because, hey, I said, it's, it's, to man has got that possibility of making an error. And then somebody looked at me and said, why now have you turned around to also let this person be part in your life and all oh, you're calling the person and all that? 
And I said, listen, the moment that the situation happened, the person couldn't muster the courage to say that I'm staying or sticking for this brother because at least for 14 or 15 years of my life, I've never had one single thought of him concerning this matter. So today, if it has come in light that this is what is happening, I will use the, 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 they have something, the benefit of the doubt to preserve his integrity and to protect him. But no, that didn't happen. And I knew that if anybody would protect, such a person should. But rather the person had the, the strength to rather put me down more. But I had to master courage and grace to allow the person to also walk in the place of his vulnerability, knowing that he is also a flesh and he has the capability to also make an error. And therefore, if there is room for me to open for her to, him or her to correct the error, I should. So I opened that portal. It didn't go down well with some people, but at the end, I was happy. People of God, not everybody that comes into our life is coming to build you up for you to achieve what you want to achieve. Sometimes you may even give your best to the people whom you think that they are for you. But at the end, they are the ones that will turn around and stab you so hard. To a point where you might not be able to defend yourself in front of people. But the Bible says that vengeance is mine. That's what the word of the Lord says. That do not allow yourself to be taken by the activities of men. Hallelujah. Don't go out there and try to also defend yourself, explain yourself out, and try to convince everybody and make them know that you are the one that is right or the person is wrong. No, 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 no. Let the matter be decided by God. Hallelujah. Let God be the one that takes the matter. Because when God is defending you, eh, in front of your enemies, he will set a table. If God doesn't set a table before your enemies, how are you going to celebrate? If you are celebrating in front of those who are celebrating with you, that's not celebration. But when your enemy sees you prospering in the midst of the torture that they have given to you, and all the slander that they have given to you, the emotional torture that they have raised against you, and yet you are bouncing stronger like never before. Amen. People of God, don't go fight battles that is for God. Amen. Especially when you are a child of God. I heard those who came gave BBC chance to go and interview uh, Prophet T.B. Joshua, uh, some of the people that work, worked with him some time ago, and then they came on radio and on, on TV or whatever. I didn't listen to it. I didn't watch it, and I don't want to watch it, and I don't want to know about it. Hallelujah. I have forbidden, and I, I, have, I have cut myself short out of that thing, that I would never watch it, I would never listen to it. But anyone who talks negative of man of God, the person is already under a curse. That one, that's, that's the least you can have. And this curse can lead you all the way to your children, to your grandchildren. If you don't understand, consider Moses, Miriam, and all those, uh, Korah and the rest, how they treated Mo uh, uh, Moses. The way they slandered this brother, that he's, he, he can't even speak. He is not a good leader. He is not this and all that. And at the end, when God was upset, some of them, the Bible said the Lord split the earth open and swallowed them up and shut the earth back again according to the Bible. So God can fight for his people. So please, mm -hmm. take it easy when you are going after men of God, especially the genuine ones of God, and especially those who are covenanted men of God. There are types of them. Uh, There's not a place to explain that. Hallelujah. So the law of murder of the kingdom goes beyond the physical killing of people, but rather emotional. Where we begin to talk to, uh, we talk people down, 
to make them look insignificant, to weaken their ability to become something of a profitable uh, to the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes some men can say some stuff or some people can say some stuff to weaken you to a point where even fear grips you all of a sudden for you to even do more. You get scared. The Bible says so, that he that even say to the brother, you fool, that is worthless uh, commodity of a human being. That's what the Bible talks about, being a fool. Someone who does not believe in God. If you don't believe in God, you have no value anymore, according to the scripture. And so, if you consider somebody who carries no value, and yet they believe in Christ, and they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, and they are actually a kingdom citizen, the Bible says that such people, when you say that, said hellfire is waiting for you. This is serious. This is serious. So, the matter stands in three categories. One, the elimination of life, two, the character assassination, and three, making of somebody worthless in the sight of men. Do you know how the book of Revelation 21, verse 8, puts such a person who is a murderer? Let's read it. It says, but as for the cowardly, the father, the faithless, and the, uh, uh, and the murderers, the sexual immoral uh, people, the sorcerers, all of them, their place is in the hellfire and they shall be burning with sulfur and brimstone, which is the second death. So if you are working in that capacity, in that category, you are somebody who is a slanderer, you are somebody who is a character assassinator, you are somebody who kills, Please, the word of the Lord says that change your ways so that you do not become one of those that the anger of God begins to wage war against. And if someone has deliberately decided to make your life difficult, I just spoke from Revelation 21 verse 8, and I'm now speaking from Romans chapter 12 verse 19. If somebody has decided to make life difficult, and cause you harm and more difficult. He says that vengeance belongs to God. So that he is a it for the wrath of God. Let the anger of God be kindled against the person. Somebody assassinated a man of God's character. And they knew that what they were saying had no truth in it. And yet the man, because they want to destroy the, the man of God's character, they kept on going and going calling the media, booting everywhere, and doing all kinds of stuff. Within the shortest possible time, the media house that published the thing caught fire. It caught fire. It burnt without recognition, and nothing was possible to pick up. The person who went out there to also do that character assassination, the person began to go crazy mentally, the person lost it. When the anger of God is kindled, when the anger of God is raging against anyone who is destroying a child of God or a kingdom citizen, remember, that is very dangerous. I remember I was listening to a testimony from uh, one of our fathers of old who is gone into glory, uh, Archbishop uh, Bensini Dahosa of uh, Blessed Memory. The Bible, uh, he, he said this, that his hotel room, his hotel room, the media house had planted a prostitute in his hotel room. How they managed to bypass security or paid security to be able to put the, the, the lady in a hotel, in his hotel room, nobody knows. He went into the room all of a sudden Somebody started screaming, I'm on fire, I'm burning, I'm burning. And the lady was hidden in his closet. And he was turning around, who is this? Went to the washroom, went to check everywhere. Now opening the closet, the lady was on, literally on fire, burning. Why? Because they wanted, the, the, the media in America wanted to, to destroy this man of God because he was too powerful for them. And the lady 
whom they paid to do that. Within the shortest time, he died, she died. People of God, I'm saying this for us to know that the kingdom does not allow anybody to take your life. Yes. Whether to assassinate your character or to make you look yourself as worthless commodity, the Bible does not allow that to happen. So if somebody is doing that to you, remember that the vengeance of God can speak on your behalf. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that may the Lord avenge for everyone that has been open to all kinds of assaults from the media, from any place that anyone thinks that they have used that their strength to make life difficult for you. May the Lord avenge for you. May his wrath May his anger be kindled against those who are waging that war against you. But from today, you and your household, you and anything that concerns you, may the Lord bless you and cause you to be elevated. May the Lord keep you higher and higher and bring you to the place of glory and honor. May the Lord prosper you in season and out of season. May his glory overshadow you so strong. Anyone hiding in closet to make life difficult for you, to speak evil of you, visiting shrines and visiting all kinds of covens and powers to make life difficult for you today, I stand by this word in the name of Jesus Christ. That may the Lord avenge for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May his anger strike those who are fighting you. May his hand bring those down that are trying to bring you down. From today, rise above the storms of demonic assassination. Rise above the storm of any demonic torture and any slandering works of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, move beyond the storms of the enemy. And wherever you stand, may you never have anyone to assassinate your life. Amen. Vengeance belongs to God. And he will repay. May he pay for us. May he pay for us. May he pay for us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So this is one of the kingdom laws from today. Realize that if you speak bad about people, ask yourself, how would the kingdom take that message that you are speaking? How would the kingdom value your statement? Are you falling or putting yourself in danger of saying words like this? We have heard in the scriptures, we have heard in preachings and other things, but no one told us that they were kingdom principles for abundant life. Nobody told me that the reason why the Lord don't want me to slander my brother, cut somebody short, kill somebody or destroy somebody's character and all that, it is because he is preparing me for me to be qualified as a kingdom citizen who can obtain from the Lord blessings from God. I want us to go before God. I won't be praying. I want you to be praying. And tell the Father, the Father today, anyone that I have deliberately assassinated their character, anyone that I have killed, whatever it is that I have done wrong, forgive me today. I pray. You can pray this on your own. I want you to pray now in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to pray now Amen. in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice with me and let's pray. Let's pray. The Father, forgive me. Every wrong I have done, anyone that I have murdered with my mouth, murdered with my eyes, my attitude, my actions, my ways, my dealings, please help me. Those that I've killed physically, forgive me too. That one to God can forgive you. Let's pray.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't want to worship from Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time that you have spent with God. I decided not to talk. I decided not to get involved with it. I want you to spend the time with your God, your Father, your Maker, to make amends so that from today you stand justified in His sight so that when the blessings are flowing, you are not cut off from the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. So thank you once again for the privilege of waiting before the Lord, knowing that life belongs to God and the law there are two laws to the life that's the law of sin and death and the law of the life of the spirit and these two laws are all after one thing that is the body of Christ and so when we yield to the law of life the Lord will help us and the word of the Lord says that we should not kill anybody or shouldn't take any life because any life that you take the Lord will require that life from you including the one that you did kill with your mouth, you know. There are people who are expert in killing people with their mouth. They can insult you to a point where you see, you see yourself, you want to wonder, where, where's, the, where's the error? <laughs> You'll be looking for the error in your body. Yeah, there are experts killers like that. But the word of the Lord says that whether it's emotional murder, whether it's physical murder, whether it's a psychological murder, says that don't do any of those. But leave everything for God. Let God fight your battles for you from today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is what the Lord sent me to come and share with you today. I hope that it has been a blessing. Those of you on radio, please, I want you to have this also at the back of your mind. Yes, there are so many people who are really, really not deserving of our attention anymore. But look into your heart and let go. Forgive them. Let go and move on with your life and have your freedom to enjoy the benefits of the year because the year has got, got a great good stuff in them in the whole year for you. Every month, something good will happen to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It is my prayer. It has been my prayer. It has been my desire that every single month, January, by the end of the, uh, the January that we have here now, by God's grace, something good. We already have almost half of the, of the month uh, of January. But something great from the Lord will happen to you. Whether visitation in the spirit, whether physical breakthroughs, whether psychological breakthroughs, emotional, something good will happen to you. I don't know how the Lord will bring it, but I know for sure that he will. Because this year, you have to walk in that abundant life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Today, 